hanging out with the travel photographer justin self thanks for coming to hang out man so. so is all this stuff just like stuff you like all the nostalgia is it just from like stuff let me turn my phone on silent <laughs> oh you're good a lot of thing. it a lot of it is that we pulled out of our parents attic that's awesome because like the game boy the but man it went through so many different revisions of like what are we going to do to where we were just driving through thrift stores it's like yeah, we that's where we got this all the VHS tapes. <laughs> that's where you got those? Yeah, we just went to a thrift store, and they were like 50 cents each or something. Yeah. Jurassic Park. So we just picked man. out all our favorites, and we were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've got like this vintage TV over there, and so another gimmick we were going to have is like hook it up and just have like old movies playing in the background. Dude, that'd be so awesome. But I just need a, because it's kind of big, heavy TV. Oh, yeah, those things get, it's crazy. Like that thing right there is probably like what? 13 inches yeah and it weighs more than like a 65 inch tv yeah and they're expensive like my boss gave me that one because he was getting rid of it and i was like i'll take it yeah but like you get on like ebay and try to just find like an old like tv yeah people want like 300 bucks for them it's crazy yeah that's like like playing old video games on them yeah there's a guy that comes into my work that does like the picks up the money and stuff brinks Okay. And he, he's always telling me like about old video games that he'll you know he, he modifies and he talks about old tvs like that so it's just crazy like we'll have like a 10 minute conversation of just like you know things that he's done in like the last few months it's, it's awesome well cool well thanks for showing us your van looks yeah. really cool yeah looks like you've done a ton of work on it and yeah i've got it uh november three years ago 17 um and at first like every off day i was just out there you know five or six hours just working on it and i was been very thankful that my dad has spent you know just about as much time as i have out there he's he's the you know the one behind you know like all the the thoughts and stuff like i'll come up with the ideas and he's the one that actually puts it you know to to the van and you know he's he's you know i cut my thumb off he or he cut my thumb off so oh, like <laughs> he uh he's like i'll use all the saws and everything you just you just <laughs> put tell me where to cut it anywhere. yeah yeah so um and we we still joke about it though like i'll be you know uh sitting there he's like yeah you want to come hold this piece of wood while i cut it i'm like no nah, i'm good Dude. Uh, no <laughs> well thanks. we go way back man i've known you since i mean kylie middle school yeah or whatever and so i do remember um coming to school and somebody one of our friends came up to me he's like dude did you hear about justin <laughs> i was like no is he okay and they're like dude i think he lost his hand you know it was just like rumors yeah so i probably started with one thing like, dude i think he, he had his whole arm cut off or some yeah. tragic accident i was like oh my god and then obviously it was just like yeah what the tip of your thumb or something yeah so it cut you know from knuckle to thumbnail at an angle like it cut my hand here too so i'm lucky that you know i still have my hand so what what happened exactly so we were laying hard with the floor and uh okay my dad's the type of guy (laughs) he's actually gonna pass out my dad's the kind of guy that i mean he does everything himself and he's like super it's funny that you got something back to it that says thumbs on it (laughs) (laughs) staring you down yeah, it's like, right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it's like a comic cutout, yeah. But, uh, you know, he likes to do everything himself, and, you know, I grew up just helping him left and right with, with pretty much everything. And we were laying hardwood floor, and we were getting, we were probably like two feet from the end of the room, and I'm like, we're almost done. He's like, or I said, you know, going around that vent was going to be kind of tough. He's like, no, nah, it'll be okay. We're almost done. I was like, all right. And we did the same kind of cut the day before to go around the door frame. And, um, 
you know, like if the piece of wood's here, we cut down over and back up. So there's a little bit of piece of wood on each end and then, you know, it don't go all the way through. So it's just down over and up. And uh, the day before, I guess the wood was just a little bit longer. So this time I was holding it and he was using a circular saw, which is kind of dumb. Oh, dude. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm he's cutting it right and now. I'm like, I'm like, this is going to cut my hand. Next thing I know, it just pulls, you know, and then it, it just, oh. I, don't, I didn't even know it, you know, so like after it happened, you know, I, I don't, I don't uh, cuss around my parents or anything, but after it happened, you know, I was like saying the F word, like left and right. And oh, then, uh, dude, yeah, you just go into shock, I would think. Yeah. And then, so he's like flipping out too. And then like maybe two or three minutes later, we're like, let's just go to the hospital. So he goes upstairs to get a towel or a rag or something just to put over it because we're just going to drive and um i get up the stairs i'm looking down where it cut my hand and then i look down at my thumb i'm like it cut half my thumb off so like, i didn't even know at first it was probably a few minutes later and i was like you know half my thumb's gone and it had like skin hanging down oh, okay. <laughs> okay all right oh my god y'all's reactions are just oh. as good <laughs> i am and, a little uh, squeamish I'll admit it. <laughs> so, um, and we went to Bessemer Medical West, which probably wasn't the best. That was just the closest, you know, to the good old PG. So we drove over there, and the the thing I was worried the most about was like, please don't start cleaning my hand when I'm awake. <laughs> just <laughs> put you, me under, man. Yeah, you know when you get water on something and it burns, I'm like, this is really gonna hurt. So I was like, please don't start cleaning my hand um, when I'm awake. But they they didn't. Um, and then. Uh, so we get there, and it's funny because, like, you know, it, it cut from knuckle to thumbnail. So there's just a little bit. And um, I get there, and they're like, do you have the other the tip? And my dad's like, no. So he has to go back home after dropping me off and getting me all, you know, paperwork and stuff. And then uh, he goes back, and he cannot find this thing for for nothing and he's, he's looking he's for like, a thumb he's like, I swear, he's like i swear to god this dog ate it oh god oh my god yeah dude. but they found it and they brought it up there and they really couldn't attach it because of the angle and then the blade on the saw is like an eighth of an inch thick so so you'd been missing like yeah it was it completely disintegrated yeah. you know um an eighth of an inch. now what how old were you when this happened i was 18 <laughs> we're, we're still so, in high school so we were Senior in high year. school okay okay yeah, I was thinking it was, it was earlier. It was, was spring break, you know. I was, so like, and like the the two spring breaks before that, like one I had knee surgery, one I had um, my wisdom teeth taken out. So I was like on a bad streak with spring break. So I'm like, dang, what's gonna happen next spring break? You know, am I gonna Dude, die? It's crazy, man. Yeah. So um, they couldn't reattach it because, like I said, the angle and then the blade. But so they just took out what was left of that upper joint just a little bit, and then they you know graft skin off the the tip that came off and. And um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> but I guess you're good. You don't yeah, really need I'm that. Fine, who, who needs, I, who needs the, that much of your thumb? The only thing I can't yet? do is text with both thumbs, so I use this finger. But, uh, I mean, really, that's all I came across that I can't do. Yeah. It's fine. Everything else. I vividly remember that. I think I asked you. I was like, are you mad at your dad? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, no, I'm not mad at my dad. It was yeah. an accident. So, yeah, um, so that's one reason. Because, like, cause, like after spring break, we started economics, and remember Coach Ford, I think was his name? Coach Ford. Um, we did like 12 weeks of, or like, you know, a semester, half a semester of Was that the history. soccer coach? I think he was basketball. I don't know. I can't Coach remember, Ford. Man. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. No, not Coach. Well, there's two Coach Fords. There was an older Coach Ford, and there was a newer one that had like, uh, he was a younger guy that 
you know, always like yelling at the kids and stuff. Okay. I think I don't remember, man. We have to look it up. Man, but anyway, yeah, like man. I missed that first week of economics. And economics, you know, you have to whatever you learn in week that week, it, the next week it builds, builds upon that. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, so I missed that week, and then the following Friday, you know, well every Friday was a test. So like the first three Fridays, I had to go to a, a checkup for my to for my thumb, and then you know I just ended up. And that's when I was like, I'm just not going to go to school. So I didn't go for like a whole week. And my dad was like, he came home. I don't know why he came home one day. And he's like, what are you doing home? I'm like, I just didn't feel good today. And he's like, when's the last time you went to school? I was like, a week ago. And because you know, <laughs> I, I ended up dropping out my senior year. Really? Yeah. And I needed like 1.5 credits. I mean, I was kind of stupid. It was, it was the second nine weeks of the second Whoa, semester. Dude, I didn't know that so at I didn't, all, I didn't man. walk or anything. You walk I was there. Like, I watched it, but I didn't, I didn't actually walk. So I just needed one and a half credits. So I went to summer school, which was actually one of the funnest summers of my life because, you know, my friend Jake was there with me because um, he had missed a lot of days, too. And uh, you'd have to get up super early. But by the time you get off at 12, I mean, everybody's like, that's when people are waking up doing stuff. So you're up and out. Yeah. And then um, I needed a half credit. So I took like a distance learning class from the University of Alabama, got my half credit, and I just got my diploma over the summer. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. So then, um, obviously, uh, we've been friends a long time. You've always been messing around with cameras and doing stuff. When was the transition? It seemed like overnight, like your social media just blew up with like all these awesome pictures and photographs and stuff you started taking. I was like, when did you get a DSLR? I thought he was just like doing like video stuff. Yeah. And so my very first camera, you know, like, well, it started off like when I was really young. Like my dad was always recording us doing whatever when we were kids or taking our photos because he had an old you know, 35 millimeter Canon. And that's where Canon started with me because I was like, he has a Canon, so I need to get a Canon. Um, so I would just like sneak his camera out. And at this time I was like 14 or 15 and my brother was 16. So I would record like street races or backyard wrestling matches. I wasn't really ever big into wrestling, but I had some friends were that were. So we would go over there. Um, it's like pre-jackass stuff. Yeah, like he actually lived next to Erickson. You know where Erickson lived. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next to I was so there all the time. We would go, we would go over there and um, just record like, yeah, backyard wrestling stuff. And then I feel like he used to do the same thing. I think we all did. It's like, yeah. it's like that was around, the, it was just that generation, you know, it was just like, dude, I'm not talented, but I have a camera and I'm going to film something. I'm just going to jump off my house, yeah. you know, or throw a bottle rocket in the pool <laughs> or something, you know, yeah, just something, something crazy. crazy. So then um, I was like, my dad would get mad at me for like sneaking it out. So I had to get my own camera. So they got me one for Christmas. It was like a cheap Samsung and it didn't, you know, wasn't worth a flip. And then I had seen, um, I don't know if y'all remember, I know you remember E-Bombs World because I remember we were trying to get, yeah. uh, that was like the dawn of like internet yes. video, at least for me it was, or for so everybody. It's pretty YouTube. Yeah. There was yeah. this guy on there named Frederick Fox. I don't know if y'all remember. Yes. Him. Yeah. Uh, so like rumor, like we always watched this video and the rumor was like, that he worked at Panera Bread on 280 and we're like, no, he don't. He's. He's, there's it's no like way this he's, internet. Do you remember Fred Fox? No. Yeah. I have he, no idea. He, he was like, just like sitting in front of his cam, uh, computer and like. I've got to show you yeah, a Fred Fox video. Oh my God. It's stuff. still funny to this day. But it's, yeah, it's we, just like him in front of his camera. I'm shut up. Yeah. It was really like he came out with some funny stuff. So like we always watched him and then he started working at Premier. So we went up there and like stalked him one day and he ended up being there. So like me and Spencer and jake and blake all started working there but he didn't work there long after we did but anyway we worked there and he so had, you got jobs just because he was working yeah there. like we're pretty much <laughs> but we didn't work with him much but anyway he had a canon xl2 and i was like man this is a pretty sweet camera you know it looks you know just like a movie or whatever yeah. and that's when i started wanting one and 
of course, like back then it was $3,200. So I was like, I don't have that kind of money. So my dad co-signed a loan, uh, you know, we got that. So I ended up getting the camera and just paid it off. And that's kind of, that was the first camera I had where I could like plug it into a computer and open up, you know, back then I was using Sony Vegas. So I could open up Vegas and just put stuff together instead of hitting record on the camera and then record on a VHS. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I <laughs> so know it all too well. That's when video things started. And then, you know, that was right before HD was, was a, a thing. So like, I remember having that and then I had a friend that got like a Canon rebel that recorded video. I'm like, man, this video on this little $800 camera is way better than my camera that, you know, it's $3,000. So I ended up getting, this was after you got your 7D, because remember you got your 7D, and I was like, man, that thing takes some good video, and it takes good photos. So that's when I picked up the 7D. I mean, I'd already had like a Canon Rebel before this, mm -hmm. but you know, it just did photos. Um, and one of the main reasons I got my DSLR was because, you know, Nick Willis, you know, he was on here a few episodes ago, he would always take these photos and like light paint yeah he was really into photography yeah, for a while there. he was and he yeah. was one of the main reasons that i got that camera because like man nick takes some pretty cool photos of these lights like i want to do that so i ended up getting the, the old uh rebel and doing that but then i i was like well the 70 does video and photos so i got one of those and that's i had that for a while and then um i was kind of in and out of photography and then my friend jake wanted to borrow it to take some photos and he used it on the sideline at Auburn for a while. And then he ended up getting a 5D Mark III. And for years, he had always told me to, you know, upgrade to the 5D because he had always talked to people about how good it was and stuff. And I was like, eh, I'm fine with what I got. You don't use it that much. But then we went to Sloss one night and I used it to take like two photos. And I was like, I got to have this camera. Hmm. And we were supposed to do like a wedding together, like in a couple of weeks. So I like drove down to Montgomery, like it's the only Best Buy in the state that had one. I went and bought it <laughs> and drove back like the Friday before the wedding. Um, so y'all photographed a wedding? Or yeah, video? well, I did some video and photos, and he did okay, photos, cool. yeah. This was years ago. And then from that point on, I mean, it was like, I'd always been into photography and, like, you know, had a couple lenses. But after that, it was just like, that's where all my money this went. This is awesome, man. Yeah. Such a cool hobby. Yeah. And then one day, um, Jake was staying. He had, like, business in Vegas. He's like, hey, man, if you want to come to Vegas, he's like, you got a free place to stay. You can do whatever. I was like, yeah. So me and another friend went out there. And we went to uh, like the Grand Canyon. We went to Red Rocks, Valley of Fire. Did you um, fly out or did you drive? Yeah, we flew out there. Okay. Um, and we rented a car for like super cheap. And we just went to all these places. And I was like, man, this is like the contrast is just so different compared to Alabama, you know, the desert. So um, a few months later, I was planning another trip and I wanted some friends to go. And I planned it like I kept saying I didn't want to go. I want to go. And I kept changing my mind. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to buy a plane ticket and, and go. And I bought it like a month before. And I started asking my friends that were into the, you know, photography, like, hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go? And they're like, man, this is a month away. I can't go. So I was like, man, I'm going to have to go by myself. This is really going to suck. You know, and gonna, where was it you were going? I flew. I just was going back to Vegas. And just plan, back to Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Planned okay. like a, a trip through like some of Utah and Arizona. And like, I had no idea, like I'd never been to any of the places I was yeah. going, but I, I knew I wanted to go. And so when I actually flew out there, rented my car and I was like, man, I'm by myself. This is actually cool. I can listen to what music I want to. I can sleep in my car if I want to. I can wake up as early as I want to stay up as late as I want to. And that trip was just like life changing. Like I came back home. I'm like, I'm, I'm planning another trip. You know, yeah. I, I don't care where I go. I'm going to go somewhere. And just from that point forward, I guess that was in like. 2015 or 16 i was just like man this 
you know, it's, it's a different lifestyle out, you know, especially just in the West. Cause like, I remember specifically going to this place to eat and I was by myself. So I'm just sitting there and there was a, a dude at the bar and a girl, the dude was running the bar and the girl was sitting there and he's like, so where are you staying at night? And she's just like, I don't know, wherever I pull over. And I was like, that's really cool. So that's, that's, that's kind of like when I first learned about like the vans and stuff like that. Yeah. Just like, you know, it's not big over here. It's just not. So like going out there and just seeing that kind of lifestyle, I was like, man, this kind of fits perfectly with photography. So, um, I can't remember where I went next or, you know, in what order I've went to what places, but you know, just, uh, anytime I get a vacation from work, you know, I'm, I'm going somewhere even through, through COVID, you know, I'm like, I'm still going somewhere. I'll find some, something that's open. And it's actually more safe, you know, going out there, you know, you land in a big city and you're there getting supplies or whatever. Cause I always travel with like a soft sided Yeti cooler. So I'll like put lunch meat and cheese in there, yogurt, you know, fruits or whatever I want to eat, sandwich meat and stuff. And then I'll just like go in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like actually around no people mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, it's well, a, lot, a lot better than being in a city. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome because, man, I'll be surfing your Instagram, and it's just like the most insane photos, and it seems like you're on Mars in some of these pictures. Yeah, you know? some like, like out west. It's, it's just like, so wild, you know? Yeah. Like some of these pictures, um, I think, yeah, it looks somewhere here. I don't know. It's just crazy, dude. Like how do you get some of these photos? It seems like it would be a ton of work, you know what yeah. I mean? Like to get like the – the, well, the, uh, nightscapes, the, the or... nightscapes are my favorite, you know, I think, you know, you can uh, take somebody that's been doing photography, photography for a long time and stick them out in the middle of the night with a tripod and like take a photo and they won't really know what to do. Like, I mean, it, it nothing against people that shoot weddings, but like, yeah. you know, that's, that's just like, well, that was me, man. When we did our Zion trip, yeah. like, I think I messaged you. I was like, yeah. okay, how do I get cool pictures? Cause I don't know <laughs> yeah, I mean, what like, to do. Like, look at the, like with the truck, like that yellow truck, the middle one right there that, yeah, pull that one up. So this was, um, this is what I call like extreme light painting. Like I was always into like heck? taking night photos and using lights to light up a scene. But so this is when um, I found out that you, they have these loom cube lights that you can buy and they make mounts for drones. Okay. So you can, uh, you can mount the light. So that's on. a drone that yeah. you're getting that shot with. Yeah. So this is before I really knew how to fly a circle, but you can program it at night to fly circles um, and stuff oh, like that. Oh, I'm sure that. you can do all kinds of stuff now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I just, now, where is this? Where this is, this is in Colorado. It's right outside of uh, great sand dunes national park. So I, I knew that I had these lights on my drone and I wanted to, to find the subject to take a photo of. So I was just driving and, um, there's like a long straight road going to the sand dunes and I remember seeing this truck. So I was like, I'm just going to mark that on my map. Cause if you're riding around at night, you ain't going to see nothing like mm-hmm. that. Right. So, um, I marked it on my map and then later that night I went back there and I was by myself on this trip as well. And I, it was like a there's an old trailer out there and just a bunch of stuff. I'm like, really hope nobody lives here. So <laughs> yeah. it was very. I was super scared, so I like took a few shots and just got the heck out of it. Well, I was gonna ask these. A lot of these trips are these solo trips, or do you have like a group of photographers that like you well, travel with? Yeah, I have a group of photographers that I'll go places with, and you know I don't really do much video anymore because they like I have a friend named Alex that does video, and my friend Trey's starting to do more video, and they're. They're very good at it, and I was just like, yeah, I'll just stick to doing photos, so I don't really do much video anymore, but um, a lot of times I'll go with them, and but there's sometimes where they just can't, you know, they're not able to go because of work or, you know, other obligations, so I'll just end up going by myself. Like, that trip to Colorado was pretty last minute, so mm-hmm. I just ended up going by myself. And Was that a van um, trip, or did you fly out there? No, that was a, a trip where I flew. I flew okay. into Denver, and I went to the Rocky Mountain National Park, and... Um, 
You're just solo. You're just like, man, I'm getting out of here. And yeah, <laughs> I've I've been on a few. Like earlier this year, I went to uh, I flew to to Vegas and I drove to um, let's see, I went to Death Valley, mm-hmm. and then I went to there's a place out there called Alabama Hills. It's in California as well. It's right outside of uh, it's right on the other side of the Sierras from like Yosemite and Sequoia. So it's kind of like a desert vibe as well. But you can drive up, you know, the mountain, and that's where people hike to Mount Whitney, which is the tallest mountain in the contiguous u.s so that's like where the portal is to that so you got alabama hills right there then i drove up to um let's see i went through yosemite this was back when covid was still a little bit so like they were only letting people in with reservations so i was able to say like i'm there visiting a friend and they let me in mm-hmm. but on the okay. thing they gave me they're like your friend's name his address oh, he has just making all this up yeah. I'm like, Dang it, i don't even I'll, know what the yeah, zip code is right here. this is some dude i messaged on instagram that works there so like I was like, man, I'm, I don't know if they're going to like kick me out. So, But I ended up leaving at like um, after 11, so there wasn't anybody at the gate to check it. Okay. This was back when the comment was still in the sky, so there was a lot of people out right. you know, from 11 to 12 just viewing that. So when you plan these trips, is it based around different like photo spots, or is it I want to go hike this, and if I get a cool shot, cool? It's a... It's mainly photo spots, but okay. you know, I enjoy the hiking too. Um, okay. So what kind of goes into that of like, because for me, I wouldn't know. Yeah, you man. Go like, to California and hope you find something. Like where like, do you, how do you find, like, oh, this is a picturesque place to yeah, take a photo. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of sad to say, but you see a lot of stuff on Instagram or, you know, social yeah. media and you're like, this is a cool spot. Let's, you know, let's pinpoint on the map and, you know, go there. And then the main thing for me is, is national parks like i hopefully one day i'll be able to you know visit all of them and then one day hopefully i'll be able to drive my van to all of them which would be mm-hmm. i mean you can't go to some you know that are in hawaii i can't get my van out there oh, yeah. but um that's the plan one day to just you know step foot in every national park that's in the united states and uh i can't ever remember the number there are but i've been to like 25 of them uh-huh. um so that's what it first started off was like i'll just go to these national parks and there's always you know picturesque places you know hundreds of them inside of a national park but uh so usually when i plan a trip i'll be like what national parks can i go to and then um you know we'll just go from there like find stuff in between like the very first time i went on that trip to vegas like i didn't know where the sun set here you can you can download apps that'll tell you but i didn't know like where the sun set where you know this was and what the moon cycle was so like now when i plan a trip it's like i want to go when based on the moon phases and stuff yeah and it's funny i was telling my manager at work she's like hey um we want to move your vacation up a week this was like earlier this year i'm like well, I planned it around the moon cycle. She's like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's so, nonsense? Yeah. yeah. So oh, I was like, well, it's for photography. So, you know, if, if, if the moon's out, you can't really see the Milky Way as good and, and photograph it. So yeah. um, I would have never thought to do that. Type so of much work goes into this. Right. You I just think, take it for granted. I think you know I was telling you, like you, you were asking me about doing photos. I'm like, well, it also depends on the moon cycle. Exactly. But yeah. it also, the moon can be like, you know, you can go out and it rises and it sets at mm-hmm. a certain time of the day and night, just like the sun, but it always changes. Like there's so much that goes into getting that. the perfect shot of the yeah. moon right over the top of the mountain. So what about the know? eclipse that we just had? Did you take photos of that? Yeah. So we drove up to, I think it was spring city in Tennessee. It's just okay. this little of the little town in the middle of nowhere. It was right in the middle of totality. So I found it on the map. I was like, let's go here. It's a city. So we could maybe stay somewhere close to it. And then, but when we got there, like there was so many people there, like you couldn't use your, like there was no cell phone service just because there's not that many swapping you, the yeah. towers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it was really cool. Like, um, definitely one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. Yeah. We were in, uh, Nashville or oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Nashville. 
Yeah, and, uh, totality, there was like a million it? people. Oh yeah, I bet there was a lot of people. But I had like my cell phone and like a GoPro, like <laughs> oh yeah, not no, there no. for photos. Well, our friend Alex went and he had his camera and he didn't really go to take pictures. And then at the last minute, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna figure out a way to take a photo." And he got some of that film. Yeah, he used like the the glasses, the glasses that we yeah. had oh, okay, to put yeah. on his lens, so he was able to shoot at the sun. Yeah, and he actually got some amazing photos. Yeah. But just being there to experience it was just like some of the coolest thing. And, and like he had researched everything and had hyped it up. And it was like, dude, we have to go see this. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the coolest events we're going to see. You know, yeah, you don't just time. miss out. Nah, I'm not. I'll catch it Especially next time. with it being that close. Yeah, you know, for real. I mean, it was like, going, it came like through the, the entirety of the U.S. So it really don't yeah. happen that often. Um, the one after that was in Patagonia. So I was like, I always want to go to Patagonia. And there's an eclipse down there. So let's go. But I didn't end up going. Um, I thought that would have been like one of the coolest things to be in a place like that, yeah, of that magnitude. And then there's a an eclipse there. And I don't oh, know how cool it that, how man. it changes, but like totality here was what like a little under three minutes. It remember? was pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, it was. Uh, but down right, there, yeah, somewhere I don't know why. I guess maybe it's because it's closer to the equator. I don't really know. But totality was like almost five minutes. So it changes. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what goes into play for all that, but it it changes. You know somehow. That's cool, man. So when you're going on these epic trips, and like I think one of the trips, I was surfing through your photos before you got here, and uh, I remember when you went out to Iceland. Yeah, which was like that. That sounds so cool, and yeah, it sounds like a pretty epic trip. I mean, what all went into planning that? Have you ever so been like, to Iceland before? No, nah, like, so like man, they, this picturesque. Let's go to Iceland. Yeah, it's kind of ex- exploding now. Like this, there's a lot of tourists out there, and that plays a part into why I wanted to go. But I remember. Um, like growing up watching Mighty Ducks, like they play Iceland. I'm like, where the heck is Iceland at? <laughs> so that was, you know, I had Iceland in my head from that. But then like um, growing up, I'd always watch these CKY videos, which, you know, later turned into Jackass. Mm-hmm. But they went to Iceland and I was like, man, this place looks really cool. Doesn't like, Santa Claus well, live dude, in Iceland? Like, picture of these horses, <laughs> man. Look at this. This is like yeah. insane. Like you yeah. just stumble upon this? I yeah, mean, so we were just driving um, – down the road, and I was like, I always saw pictures of horses. From out there. <laughs> that looks like something out of a magazine. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. insane. It's just like, oh, this is just everyday. That's stupid. Like horses. Levi's or something, or that beach photo. Yeah, man, yeah, it's insane. Black Sand Beach. That was a really cool spot, dude. This is like something on National Geographic. So but it's cool. like, so we went out there in the middle of summer, and you know, they're far enough north to get you know midnight sun. So like. I remember looking on my phone because I definitely wanted to take Astro out there. That's, you know, like I said, that's my favorite. So I was like, I want to get out there and, you know, the sun will set at this time and it rises at this time. So there's got to be a, it's got to be dark for at least two hours. And I get out there and it's like the the solstice, which is the longest day of the year, was like when we were out there. So (laughs) the sun will go down and the horizon's here and it just rides the horizon. (laughs) So you get like a two or three hour sunset, which is really cool. But at the same time, you're like, man, I wanted to shoot Astro. But it, it was, it was re- regardless, it was like one of the you know most epic trips I've ever had. But the way we would do it, so like some of these spots, like the most po- popular waterfall or the most popular you know canyon or something there, you'll be there in the middle of the day and there's like hundreds of people. Really? So okay. like, like we, what we found out was like, you know, we'll just kind of sleep during the day and then, you know, um, go at 3 a.m. when it's still daylight mm-hmm. and there's nobody there. So like... I think it's called Skaga Falls is how you say it. It's the most popular waterfall there. It's right on the southern road, um, not far from Reykjavik, which is, you know, the, the main city that people, you know, hang out around. And we went at 3 a.m. and there's, like, nobody there. Wow. It's still, like, full daylight. Yeah, it was, it was still daylight. Um, Dude, that's that's crazy I jet think, lag, though. It yeah. seemed like, did it kind of well, screw your system up a little bit? Or? I mean... 
I guess you just you get used think to it. it would, but when we got there, we're just like, let's go, man. You're this so amped. Yeah, yeah, we're so, yeah, we were so ready to go, man. Like we drove from Birmingham to Nashville, and and that's where we flew out of. So we woke up in Nashville at 7 a.m. and we flew to Boston and had like a five-hour layover, and we had no idea where we wanted to go. So we planned our trip in Boston on that five-hour layover. Like that's where we kind of routed out where we were going to go. Oh, okay. And it's so hard to like pronounce all the names out there so like on well, our, just the two names you just dropped i'm like yeah. okay whatever I, yeah i couldn't even repeat it if you like there's a um there's a waterfall with like a, a mountain in the background i think it's been on game of thrones but it's like kirk jafel or something so we just like in the google when we're planning our trip we're like captain kirk is the name of that <laughs> so we were just coming up with these like off the wall names stuff you remember yeah. yeah like there was one that sounded like hamburger so we named it like hamburger falls on our maps like if, some, if somebody's like have you ever been to this one out there i'm like uh maybe but i don't you know we we call it this oh yeah french fry river yeah, yeah. yeah we've been there yeah. it, it was funny so we planned our trip on that five-hour labor in boston like like before that like i said we had no idea where we wanted to go um we had some ideas but you know we put it together there so we fly from boston to iceland it's like a six-hour difference i think maybe five i can't remember and then we land and it's I think it's the next day, the next morning. And so from then we just drove and, and you hit some spots. And I think we were up for almost like, you know, we were well over two days and then like we, we just parked. <laughs> just, yeah. So, and, it, and like, we're like, we'll get tired once it gets dark, but it didn't get dark. Never so we're dark. like, we pull up to this waterfall at like 12 o'clock and we're like, and this is when we had been up for like, you know, a day and a half or something. We're like, let's, let's just keep going if we can. And I remember driving and being so tired and, and but like, we just, hey bro i need to stop i'm starting to hallucinate yeah like, for, you yeah. do start hallucinating when you get tired and driving because i remember seeing some stuff that wasn't even there when i was oh, i gotta take a picture of this yeah man, there's nothing there man there's nothing there <laughs> yeah, Keep going. you take a picture you, later you look at you're like where's that thing i took a picture <laughs> yeah but um so yeah we just found this random building and like it's so cool in iceland because it's just so like wild and free still like you can just pull on the side of the road and, and sleep for a while and i don't think anybody's gonna say anything there's so many like abandoned like homesteads just out away from the city you can tell like that's how people used to make a living but then you know other things came up you know like mm -hmm. to ways to make money so they just like everybody started moving back towards the city because like we just went on the southern road which is a lot more populated like if you drove all the way around it like i couldn't imagine like the abandoned stuff you would see up there how big is iceland uh i don't i mean there's there's, there's, could, uh, there's more puffins there than people Puffins. Yeah, the, the little birds. The little, like, oh, penguins. okay. The pink. Oh, okay. yeah. There's like okay. millions of those, but I can't remember the the size, the population size and stuff. I used. It's to, not like a small island. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty big, but it's not like you know super big. Um, okay. You could probably if you if somebody was traveling through, not taking photos like we were, because we would stop at pretty much everything. Yeah, we were out sure. there in the summer, so. Like, dude, you, I'm here. I'm taking pictures. Yeah, of you everything. have you have waterfalls that probably don't have names coming off the the top of the, you know, the, the middle of the island is called the Highlands. It's a lot higher. That's where like glaciers are and stuff. So, um, there's just random waterfalls everywhere that we're just stopping at and taking photos. But so if somebody's out there, that's not really doing that. You could probably drive around it in, in a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But good, we, good geography lesson here. <laughs> we kind of just stuck to the Southern road just because that's the most popular and that's where we knew where everything was. But once you get to like the Northwestern part, which we didn't go all the way up there, that's where all like the Fjords are, which is like, Fjord is like a, a mountainous area that's carved by a glacier at one time and it, it's attached like you can see the ocean from it i guess it's kind of what they describe it as but yeah that's like where more puffins are like because that's what one, one of our one of our <laughs> objectives on the trip was like we got to find some puffins and take photos <laughs> you gotta find the puffins man yeah. so um 
But that's where, you know, if I, I'm definitely going to go out there again because it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. So if we ever plan a trip out there again, I think we're definitely going to go that way and try Dude, to. I'm coming, man. Yeah, come put on, me on board. Man. Teach yeah. me how to take pictures. Yeah, it's so, uh, it was definitely an experience. So besides that, that stands out just in recent history. But any other epic trips that you've taken that um, compared to Iceland? Equivalent, I guess, yeah. Because in my mind, it just seems like Iceland would just be like the pinnacle. Yeah, know, just being so far away from home and just yeah. such a new culture and um. And, Geog- you know just the landscape and yeah it's, it was like, insane like, it, like it's like I, everything is picturesque like I would, it's like oh my god i could i could stop a million places and yeah like I, I would wake up or just like you know look out the window while we're driving and i was like Man, i can't believe i'm here it's just so insane um i mean any anytime i go on a trip i think you know it brings different challenges i mean i've, I've done some trips you know three or four times where like to zion like i've been out there six times it's definitely my favorite place in the world yeah. to go um it was my first I mean, I've been to like the Smoky Mountains, like driving through when I was younger, but like Zion was the first like national park that I stepped foot in. And, you know, on that first trip I was telling y'all about that was life changing. Like I was only there for half a day. Yeah. And I was, I remember leaving. I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? Half a day. And I did Angels. Did y'all do Angels Landing when y'all went out there? No. (laughs) No. It's terrifying. So you've done it in the dark though, haven't you? (laughs) What? That's what I was going to say next. Yeah. Dude. Well, okay. So. Our, to preface our, our Zion trip, it was life-changing for us because that was probably the first big, epic mountains that I've seen, yeah. especially driving through the canyon. Oh, yeah. You know, you can find YouTube videos. It's like, like, these like we would play the Jurassic it's Park like, theme song. Dude, and, like, it yeah. was so insane. Yeah. And just the whole, you know, we drove out there. And so shout out to Gearbox for uh, yeah. renting us the van that we drove in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we made like a whole like week and a half trip out of it, drove out there and then camped for like – three or four days and then drove back and so it was just epic the whole way yeah um but man once we got out there just seeing all that stuff and, and we did several hikes and tried to squeeze in as much as we could while we were there and found an awesome campground right next to this like river that we got to like swim in and stuff because oh, that's cool was we it just like to, a primitive site like you didn't like it, a we had no it had, it had hookups yeah we had oh, okay, hookups okay. and they gave us little tokens to like take showers and stuff at the outhouse or the shower house or whatever it's not primitive it was not primitive had a lodger yeah. room a pool yeah room. yeah no we were we were super basic when we went <laughs> oh you're fine i mean I've, I've camped at the campground there before but um one of them was like reservation only and one was like first come first serve but so we had reservations okay the first come first it serve was in the middle of summer yeah and it was the, like super hot the yeah. first come first serve camp brown i've stayed there twice and the only reason i've been able to stay there because i mean i plan these trips last minute or i plan where i want to go last minute so i don't know like eight months out like hey i'm gonna go to zion so um but that first come first serve campground they changed it to reservation only too so like i guess i'll never stay in the campground there again unless i just know i'm gonna be out there in a year or whatever but right um it's, i was kind of sad to see that but uh um, can you stay inside the national park overnight? They in fill Zion? up really fast. You can. So there's campgrounds and there's backcountry permits that they only issue so many. Like, did y'all hike any of the Narrows when y'all were there? Yeah. So there's a. You have to get a. There's only like 16 camp campsites in the Narrows, which is that if you start at the top and come to the bottom, I think it's 18 miles or 16. So okay. um, there's only 16 campsites. So eight of them are like reservation only, and then the other eight are walk up only for like the next day. So we got lucky. We walked up, and they're like, "Yeah, there's some for tomorrow." So we booked a, got a permit for that, and got a, a campsite. And you have to get a shuttle that takes you to the top, and it's expensive as heck anyway doing that. So we, drove, we got the shuttle up there, and you start like on somebody's property, and then mm. you just walk all the way down the canyon until you end up back in the national park. 
Um, okay. And you can camp in the middle of that. And it's pretty cool because, like, the campsites are, like, half a mile apart. So, like, you'll be camping and there'll be nobody within, like, you know, a half a mile this way or that way. Um, and that was probably, like, if I think back to, like, places that I've woken up, that was number one. Just, you know, hiking into there and and uh, setting up camp and waking up just in the Narrows. That was definitely oh, my man, top, top Dude, place that so I've camped so far. Yeah. We did the Narrows, but we... Um like we were hiking in the river, you know, like going up and, and I don't know how many miles we went. You can only we go so far out. Yeah. if you hike up from the bottom. Cause once you get to, did y'all hike to where that little waterfall is? It's like where there's grass all over it and stuff. It's not a tall waterfall. It's like 15 feet. I'd have to look back at our pictures. We got yeah. to a point where it kind of forked and, uh, we saw some good picturesque moments. And by that point we were pretty worn out. Almost yeah, to so. wall street, I think. Oh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, we turned around and came back. Yeah, you can only hike up so far without a permit. I'm sure people just say whatever and go. Screw it and do it, yeah. But, I mean, once you get past that part, I mean, there's the Wall Street, like she was saying, is the, is the best part, and that's where everybody goes. And it's cool to, like, wake up there because, like, the water's so clear. But once everybody starts hiking in it, you know, that day, like, oh, they're kicking up all the mud. So oh, then it just silk, becomes, like, silk. a muddy river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but up up further north from there, the, the water's just so clear and stuff. Were you not nervous about flooding at all? Just a little bit? Yeah, because I'd always heard, like, um, you know, flash floods is a thing. But then, like, it can be sunny where you're at and raining north of you. And it's just going to – because, like, we we left Zion one day and went to Canaraville. And this is where, like, you know, like I saw the photos of that. There's, like, a waterfall and, like, a little uh, tree trunk or something somebody made. And they, like, nailed, like, metal steps to it. And it's, like, a really cool picture. So we went to that. And you have to hike through the water to that. And uh, that was a spot, too, where I'm like, this is a, a lot smaller of a canyon than than the Narrows. So I was like, if we really have to pay attention if it's raining up north. Mm-hmm. And I think the second time... There's no up, way to get, like, out of the... <laughs> yeah, what do you do? <laughs> it's just straight up wall. So, yeah, flash flood. And I always thought, you know, flash flood is just a bunch of water. But if you look up... It's like logs and Yeah, it looks like chocolate milk and, yeah. with, like, trees in it. Yeah, so you're, yeah. like, definitely going to die if that, if that gets to you. Yeah, I found... I've, found a couple of YouTube videos where people just so happen to have cameras and caught yeah. a flash flood. And I'm like, dude, that is dangerous. Yes. Man. It's, it's, that's like, that's like, I always wondered like how a river flowing so peacefully as it is, is carving out. But that's what carves out most of it is when like the flash floods happen and stuff. It's moving boulders. Yeah. And all it's, kinds of stuff. It's, it's crazy. Cause like anytime you ride the shuttle in Zion, they'll tell you like about like how this big boulder fell and it flooded the river and it made it divert to the road. So they had yeah. to close it for a while and, it's pretty interesting, you know, all that stuff is to me. Yeah, Zion was really cool. Uh, going back to the Angels Landing thing, no, we did not do the full <laughs> go to the top. We, we came close. You couldn't have paid me to do it, so I, I may have held them back a little bit. But. <laughs> we hiked up to, like, the the final, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's like the final spot before Scouts you start hitting. Out. Before you hit, like, the chain link handles yeah. and stuff going up. And they were we were pretty tired, and, and they were like, I'm not going. And I was like, I'm just going to see how far I can make it. And I think I didn't even make it past like the first like little chain link section, and I was like, no, no, I'm not yeah. doing this because it's so narrow, you know. And it was crowded too, man. There's a lot. But of we did hike the other. What was the other one we went to? We went where to you observation can, point where you see the... Angels Landing. Yeah, observation from, point. That was rad. That <laughs> yeah. was probably the first thing that we did. And, so y'all hiked it from the the canyon, right? No, it was no. closed. We had to go a back exit okay. from a ranch or something. Yeah, yeah so, I, so I, we're hiking through like backcountry. I've hiked it both ways, and like the, which is better? Yeah, the the hike from the actual canyon was it was terrible. I mean, it, well, it's, you could see it. We could see the rock slide. They were like, yeah. okay, this is why it's closed. You okay, could see where it's because it's, like, it's been closed for like two years, I guess. Because yeah. I went 
When it's I'm like at, a million tons of yeah. stone and rock. I mean, what do you do? How do you, you can't get a tractor up there? Uh, could you I imagine like being there hiking and just seeing that happen? Oh, dude. Like, I'd be terrified. Yeah, that's crazy. So but, you did Angel's Landing at night? Is yeah. That so the saying? first time I did Angel's Landing, like this was when I was by myself on that trip. So I planned like half a day there. So I was like, when I got there, I kept hearing people talk about Angel's Landing. And actually the dude that did the Airbnb that on the Airbnb I stayed at the night before was talking about it. So I was like, maybe I'll do Angel's Landing because I had no idea what I wanted to do when I got there. Can you pull up a photo of Angel's mm-hmm, Landing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just see how crazy this is at yeah. night. I mean, I have, a, I have a video, like, from the actual the first trip I went on, I had my GoPro on, and I was, like, recording me hiking up it. So this the first time you did Angel's Landing, was it night? No, it was during the day. Just during the day. So okay. it was middle of the summer, and it was, 12, like, noon. So, like, it was the most crowded it's going to be that day. Right. And it was very hot and this was really my first time doing a hike like that and i was so ill prepared like i had nike running shoes on i had like oh that was me regular that was yeah, us. we weren't prepared I we went to walmart and like got some like <laughs> little backpacks that were super yeah. cheap and uh got some canteen like little water bottle canteens mm-hmm. which actually turned out to be awesome yeah and then um what else did we get just like random supplies you know but we were we were not prepared yeah. at all. So I had like a North Face backpack that's made for like school and I had my cameras in it. Just like banging lenses and camera probably banging <laughs> yeah. together. So I did it that way and, and I had like, I didn't have proper stuff to eat. So I remember getting down and I'm like, my back of my throat was so dry. Like I guess it, I don't know. It's like I was eating like drinking a Gatorade afterwards and it would burn my throat so bad just because oh, like. Oh man. I ran out of water like halfway up. <laughs> all right. So this is a video of somebody going up. Angels Landing. Look at that. Look at that, dude. You yeah, did that at night. Yeah. No way. <laughs> right. I wouldn't do that during... No, no way, Did you just... Okay. No way. Surely it was on accident. Like, you went up there, and then it got dark, and you had to come down. No. So well, you did it on purpose. So the very first time Whoa. I went, the guy, the guy that I was... That. That's straight up, man. Like, no. No, dude. No. <laughs> and then, like, okay, on our tour, like, the guy that was um, down on the road, I don't know if the video will show it, but, like on the road you can look up and it's like oh okay you see those little bitty tiny dots those are people yeah like going across these like ridges on angel's landing and he started naming like yeah we had like x number of people die you know in the past six months from falling and he's just casually talking about it like it just happens all the time yeah making people not want to do it i'm just like what no 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 surely people don't die on this trail and he was like yeah people just people die all the (laughs) time just fall to their death yeah so. so the very first time i was gonna do it um, the guy that I stayed with the night before, like he's very knowledgeable about Zion. Like he's like, this is why I moved out here, and you know, so I could be closer to the park. I was like, that's pretty cool. But he's like, you get to the top, you have to do all these switchbacks, then you get to the top, and there's these, this chain you have to hold on to. He said this chain, like singular chain. So I'm thinking it's one like ten. Like in my mind, I had this image like ten feet. You walk across this small part where you hold onto the chain. And then and there's stairs and, and there's I never, clear markers. I never looked up a picture of it. And when I started uh, doing the hike, you know, I did things. Walter's Wiggles, which is like the short switchbacks. Dude, to the top. those freaking switchbacks. Yes, they, they, they're, they're terrible. And then I get up there, I'm like, holy shit, this is the chain he's talking about? Like, I have to go up to that? So I was like, well, shit, I made it this far. I'm not turning back. So I did it. And it was like during the middle of the day, it was super dangerous because like you're going around people. You're like waiting mm-hmm. for people to come down. Then you go. So... And then the next time I went out there was with my friend Trey, and I was like, dude, let's hike up there and do some astrophotography because the Milky Way comes right across like the Watchmen, which is that mountain you see down the canyon, and then it just moves across. So, like, it's like the perfect lineup. So, I was like, let's hike it at night, and uh, we can camp. You know, you're not supposed to camp up there, but I was like, let's take some sleeping pads and we'll stay up there. And uh, yeah, who's coming for you, man? Really? Yeah. So, (laughs) right. Nobody. 
So we get there, and it's like right as the shuttle stops running. So I'm like, damn, now we got to hike two miles up this road to even get to the mm-hmm. shuttle stop. So we're walking up there. Yeah, that's that was from. Is this the picture right here? Yeah, that's from Angel's Landing. Wow, dude. That's and that's so just crazy. such a long exposure to get the the canyon lit up. Like I wasn't worried about this. The stars. 180, 180 seconds. I can see it on there. Is is how long that exposure was at 1.2. So that kind of tells you how dark it was. Yeah. Okay. Dude, so you hike up to the to the shuttle. Yeah, we we're, 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 we're walking up there, and we see this van coming, or just vehicle. So let's try to hitchhike. So we stick our thumbs out, and the dude stops, because he's actually looking for two people from, like, Germany that were lost. Oh. Yeah, so he gave okay. us a ride to the shuttle, which saved us, like, a mile and a half, which was very, you know, I'm very thankful for that. So we get up there, and then we start, and, like, halfway, or, like, we're not even to, like, the switchbacks. I'm like, dude, we didn't bring any, we didn't bring the propane for the cook stove, so we have no food. <laughs> and we're already probably hungry at this point, so I was like, well, we'll just go up there and take some photos and come down cold soak man yeah we'll be fun so we we hiked up there um and I, I was like this is actually not bad because it wasn't hot it was in the middle of summer when we went but it wasn't hot right. nobody's in your way we have, have like really good headlamps so you, you got plenty of light and um like you can't see the ground you can't yeah, see how far say, you, you are. can't see how high up you are <laughs> yeah you know? so you you think like um you know it's, it, it can't be that far but like i think it's like what 700 feet on one time one side and 1500 on the other insane yeah Just. so we get up there and I'm like, you know, we're dead set on like sleeping up there. And then we see these scorpions. And I'm like, nah, we're not sleeping Ooh, up here. Whoa. If we had like a hammock maybe, but I'm not sleeping on the ground because I'm just, you know, and they weren't like small. They were like, you know, pretty big scorpions. Dude, I didn't even so, think about like And even just sitting, scorpions even just like sick. sitting there like with our tripod set up, I'm like, you know, looking around me. I'm like, these things are going to crawl up my, my pants no, or crawl yeah. up my shorts or something. Coming out at night and stuff. Yeah. And so even up there, you know, at night, like it's 105 during the day. You know, I think it was like 115 in Vegas where we landed. Then we drive to Zion, and you get up there at night. It, it it was pretty chilly. Like we had on like our jackets and pants and stuff like that. So we're up there taking photos, and and I think we get done at like two or three a.m. and then we start hiking down, and uh, the shuttle starts running at like six a.m. So I was like, well, let's just wait on the shuttle. So we just like found like the park bench, you know, that the shuttle stops. So we just like. You know, I had like the little camping pillow, so I just set my pillow up, and I think we took like an hour or two nap there. <laughs> yeah, so then we get done with that, and then we go. It's still early, so we go to that campsite that's first come first serve, get a campsite, and then we drive to that Canaraville to do that hike. So usually, like the first day or two, you know, earlier on the first day or two of my trips, I'm like, let's let's just. Stay right, never mind. Brutal. I'm not going with you. <laughs> yeah, you're hardcore, man. But but now it's like. You know, because usually the night before when I fly, like I'm still packing like early into the morning and yeah. I get like four, three, four hours of sleep and then I have to fly and I can't sleep on a plane like I used to be able to. So when I get somewhere, I'm tired. I'm like, the first night, let's just get like a hotel or Airbnb to kind of get our stuff situated. Um, if the people I'm traveling with like live somewhere else, you know, we may, maybe need to come up with a game plan of like where we want to go. So we'll plan that the first night and then just get a, a good night's rest. And then from mm-hmm. that point forward, it's like game on. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Because, like, going back to Iceland, we were there, I think, eight nights. And two of those nights, we had a hotel or Airbnb. The rest of the nights, we just kind of, like, stayed up all night and then mm-hmm. found a parking lot and slept in the, the car. We had a RAV, a RAV4, so I mean, it wasn't too cramped. But, I mean, you know, it, it was it was pretty nice. <laughs> well, now you got your van, so that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. Or are you just starting to plan more trips, doing, like, I guess, road trips instead of flying and yeah, you know, so, camp along the way? Yeah. Um, Next month in October, you know, I was wanting to fly to like Maine and, and 
check out some foliage just in like New England and stuff. But I've always wanted to go up there. Yeah, like now see we're not that going, part of the country. Yet. Yeah, we're not going that far. But so I think you know, I was looking at flights, and for some reason the flights went away, and from Southwest because that's who I usually always fly with. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm just going to plan a van trip then. So I think I have a friend, my friend Trey, that's he got a van just a few months ago and he's working on it. So I was like, dude, you got a month, just get your bed situation ready to go. And I was like, let's, let's go somewhere. So I think we're going to go up to Kentucky and hit mammoth cave, which is a national park I've never been to. And then we might go over to West Virginia and there's a hike over there called Seneca rocks. It's like where you're hiking along a spine. It's kind of like angels landing, but there's no chains. Um, never heard of that. Yeah. I haven't either until they started talking about it, you know, a couple of years ago. So we want to do that. And then this is like, I think prime time for foliage, it'll be next month, like halfway through, like especially the further north you go. So we want to go over to Shenandoah National Park, which I've been before, but it was winter, so like there was no leaves. It snowed there, which was pretty cool, but like um, I want to go like when foliage is like, you know, peak. And I think hopefully we'll time it right. Um, So we'll go over to, to Shenandoah, which is probably like 12 or 13 hours from Birmingham. And then we'll just start driving back, hit like some spots in North Carolina, Tennessee, and just mm-hmm. end up back in, in Birmingham. So you do this purely as a hobby. Like it's just fun. Or I mean, is there now, any way for you to like capitalize on this yeah. in any way? I mean, I'm, I know with the, all the avenues, and maybe you know more about this than I do, yeah. but like, uh, is there well, a way to like monetize <laughs> like, National Geographic. Like or I mean, yeah. yeah. Less, apart G- from getting hired for like Discovery or something, yeah. Like that. Nat Geo would be like the dream job. Just like you know, travel around and take photos and, and yeah. get, get paid. Hopefully, they get paid good. I mean, even if they didn't get paid that great, like just for them to can you just get me there? Fund yeah. your trips, and, right. yeah. Break even, yeah. Man. That would be that would be incredible. But yeah, I mean, just I mean, I hate to say it, but like you know, the bigger following you have on Instagram, the more money it seems like you know you could pull in like as far as like brands reaching out to you wanting photos mm-hmm. sure or, yeah um so that would be you know the goal one day maybe was to just you know get get paid to, to do stuff like that but i don't know it's rep gear and, and yeah gear, like i mean it's like like you said solely now for it's for a hobby and i don't know i think if if I would, i'm scared that like if it became my you know, job, like would I lose, would it not be my passion anymore? Right. So yeah, I hear a lot of people that say like, you know, you can do anything in the world, but once you do it enough, it, anything yeah. becomes a job. Uh, so, you know, and, but, and I hate to say it, but I think, you know, working at Publix, you know, I've been there for 14 years in November, it'll be 14 years. So I think that's kind of been hurting me because it's like, I have a job where I get paid. So why do I need to, you know, get paid to take photos? Um, and it's a, it's definitely a safe, safe fall. And I, yeah. you know, one day I'll leave there and, and, you know, branch out and, and see what see what the uh, world has to offer. Well, it seems like competition would be – I mean, especially with, like, just the popularity of, of social media and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other people doing it as well, which is also cool because it kind of fuels the creative juices yeah. and stuff. But I don't know. You pull ideas from other people and stuff. But, I mean, it's it's been done. I mean, like, do you all follow Chris Ricard on – Social media. I don't He's from know. California, and he started off just doing like surf photography, and and uh, you know just hearing his stories about like when he first started, like you know he had zero money <laughs> to do yeah. do whatever. But he's he's pretty big now. Like he was on the forefront, like when Instagram came, you know, became what it is now. Like he was on the forefront of like that, and he's definitely making money money from it. And he's he directs videos and stuff there's a actually a video that he made called under under an arctic sky where he goes to iceland and under the arctic sky yeah, the surf video yeah, yes yeah. dude yeah, he, he, he was dude, the main dude that like, is the coolest yeah. thing in the world it's where they're surfing on at the uh the under the northern lights arctic northern lights sky. god yeah. i can't think 
not the Arctic sky, but yeah, the Northern Lights. Yeah. And they're, they they had this dude, and he's riding a wave, and they're spotlighting him, and the Northern Lights are going on, yeah. and they actually got that photo. And uh, yes, I did see that. Yeah, so that's, Long story that's Chris Ricard, really cool. the dude that was like, you know, with the camera all the time and always saying, hey, let's go, let's go out, you know, yeah. come on, guys, you know. But he, he's got a lot of stuff. And I actually met the dude, so like I was by myself on a trip in California, and I was, he lives in Pismo Beach, like he has a, uh, studio out there where he has like all of his photography and okay. and stuff like that. So I was driving down. I knew I was close, and I just pulled into this random gas station to get gas, and I see this Mercedes Sprinter van that's like a matte green, and I'm like, it looks like Chris's van. So I pull up behind this other car that's getting gas, and I, and I see him out there like cleaning his van. I'm like, that's definitely <laughs> him. I got to go talk to him. So like I'm completely like fangirling now, and I go up there. I'm like, what's up, dude? And like go to shake his hand. He's like, man, my hands are dirty. I'm like, you know, so we like gave you know the elbow thing. Which was funny because I don't care, that, man. that's like Hug way, me. way before that's like the thing to do now, and yeah. it's way before it's time. But we did that, and I just talked to him for about five minutes. He was, you know, I kind of felt bad because he was with his family, and here I am, like, "What's up, man?" Right. <laughs> but it was Alabama. pretty cool to see him. Like, I got a selfie with him and stuff. Like, dude, it was that's really awesome, cool. Man. Yeah, but he's he's you know, uh, as far as like just doing photos and and videos and just monetizing the whole you know social media thing like he was on the forefront of that so you know it can definitely be done but um i don't know like i've had people reach out like hey will you take photos of this to get money and you know some i'm just lazy with it i'm like yeah "Yeah, i'll get back with you and i just never do but if i didn't have a you know that 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 kind of falls back on like the public thing like you know i was like well i have a job so that pays you know my bills and stuff but as far as like if i didn't have that like i think i would be more you know have more um, self motivation to get out and and do stuff like that. Still, that's so rad, though, man. It's so, like the the pictures you take are absolutely breathtaking. Yes. It's amazing. You yeah, know, the editing no is doubt. is what's rough with me. Like, I'll go on a trip and take all these photos and get back and like, I'm like, I don't want to edit any of them. Oh, dude, no. <laughs> editing's the worst part of that's anything. that's why I stopped doing like weddings and stuff because I go and take you know over a thousand photos and you get back and it's like, man. And this isn't something that I want to edit, <laughs> like the the landscapes and stuff. Oh yeah, I look forward to this editing. It's fun. Those. Yeah, that's cool stuff. But uh, the wedding, because it would take me forever to get stuff back to people, and they would be getting mad, and you know, kept contacting me. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm working on it still, <laughs> but um, I don't know. But yeah, the editing is is definitely a challenge, and I think especially now, like just looking through some people's photos that I see, like man, it's become like to me, it's like twenty percent taking the photo and it's like 80% editing it. Cause some people really? edit there so much to where like there's this, um, effect that people do is called the Orton effect. O R T O N Orton effect. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll, I'll show you some photos of it when we're, we're done, but like it's, uh, it looks more like a painting than, than anything. And, and I don't know, I don't even know how to do all that, but it's just, you know, it, it seems like it's more of like a digital art than, you know, physical, super artificial. I guess. Yeah. 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 And I really don't like it. I mean, some of the stuff I do, you know, you can tell like it's definitely edited. And and some people think, you know, ed- the editing process isn't even like part of photography. But to me, it is. I mean, you can take a photo and and you know, before you even edit it, you know, it, it looks totally different. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's but part of it. I agree. When I first started, I remember I was like, I'm not going to edit any of my photos. I'm going <laughs> to take. I'm them. a purist, man. Yeah, I'm not hashtag edit, no filter, no filter, yeah. dude. But it's it's so much of the just the process now of editing and stuff like that. Like yeah. you can do so much you know if you take a raw photo and you like there's this picture i took one time of somebody holding like a one of those massive smoke bombs you have and like the the the, the smoke is really dense it's not like this smoke bomb you get from like the fireworks stand um 
but like the color was orange and like if you just changed the sliders on the colors and stuff like that you, you, you can like yeah it like goes from orange to yellow to purple I mean, it's just crazy like how much the color range you can get so there's just so much you can do with editing you know nowadays and stuff so it's but fun. i would still say you still have to know how to take the photo in the first yeah. place because you can't oh, just take yeah. any picture and right. just hand it to an editor and be like hey make this a magical you yeah. know, masterpiece like, yeah so you know. um there's a there's a thing i always wanted to do with like especially for night photos like when i go out somewhere like i want to take my photo and i'm obviously i'm going to edit it the way i want to but then like the same scene just take a picture with my phone <laughs> it's just to show people and see like, how yeah because like if, like some of the pictures at, at night you know if you go out there like it's going to be completely dark. Like you might see a star like on, Dude, on your phone. Dude, no, man. When we went out to Zion specifically, we were at the campsite and I was like, man, I'm going to take this time because we were just kind of hanging out after probably Angel's Landing hike that day. And I was like, I'm going to try my hand at like doing some night photography. And so I'm at this campsite, obviously with a bunch of other, you know, glamping. Yeah. But I set up on this rock and I'm just trying to get this picture of like the mountain ridges in the background and, and, you know, expose it long enough that I get the stars and stuff. And I remember sitting there, you know, and taking photo after photo after photo and, you know, doing long exposures and yeah. longer exposures and none of them were turning out how I wanted to. And I'm like, how does Justin do this? Like <laughs> he, he makes it look so easy, you know, and even with the editing, I would say that it's, it's not easy to get those no, shots. It's definitely and, not. And to like I remember cool. like that very first trip that I went on by myself, like I had no idea how to shoot. Like I knew how to do night stuff from just being around here and, and doing stuff. But like Astro was just a different level. Like I remember going on that first trip and not getting anything and going on another trip and not getting anything. And then I think it was like my third trip that I went out there. Um, I was actually on a trip with my brother and we went to Washington and Oregon. And I remember being like, cause I could never find the Milky Way. Like I, I didn't ever have an app or anything like that. Um, and I just remember being on this trip with my brother and we're camping and I remember looking up and it looked like something was just cloudy. I'm like, that's gotta be the Milky Way. So I took a photo and the trees were like this. So you can only see a certain part of it. Um, but it was definitely the Milky Way. And I was like, okay, maybe I can take some on this trip. Cause I didn't know like it had to be in the summer. Cause like in the winter, the Milky Way is below the horizon at night. So you, you can see the tail of it, but not the core. I didn't know that. Yeah. So <laughs> like summer, that. summertime is prime time for it. And then you got to think about the moon cycle. So I didn't know all this back then. It's space, man. It's the, always yeah. there. Dude, it's just the North up, Star's man. always the Big Dipper. I see it every night. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? So, um, and I'm out there with my brother, and we're on like the coast. So, you know, it's super dark. Um, and I take some photos, and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. This is my first picture of the Milky Way I'm, I'm taking, you know. And back then, I was just taking photos of thinking of the sky. But now it's like, you know, you have the sky, and then you're like, what's going to be my foreground? Because the foreground is just as important as the sky like when i'm trying to think of like a composition now spoken like a true professional because <laughs> <laughs> back then it was just like the sky and the foreground was you know a silhouette of something oh yeah but now it's like you know we have to have something in the foreground whether it's me flying my drone at something or um you know just lighting it up with a, a loom cube or a flashlight like i don't like shining a light into the sky i used to do that all the time but it kind of kills some stars so i have this thing now it's a y'all probably know what it is a gary fong I don't know. It just goes is. on your flash. It's a diffuser. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just like... Oh, is that what we have with our... Is it called a... It's just a diffuser. Okay. <laughs> we use like, something for like a yeah. reception photography. It's more so. of a globe, so it's like more of like, you know... Uh, okay. Probably not what we out, out everywhere. It's not directional. <laughs> what do I know? So, so um, I'll get in the foreground a lot, and that's like if I'm shooting a tree or something, you know, I'll use it to light up the, the foreground. And it, it works really good. Um, I've, I've been very satisfied with the stuff I've gotten for it, but... Um, 
that's like whenever I travel now, it's just like, you know, okay, the Milky Way is going to be here, but what is it going to line up with? Like we always think about, you know, what's the next, like your three steps ahead of me. I would just be like, Oh, (laughs) I can see some stars. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the, the first trip I went on, like I, like back from having the seven D and I was like, okay, I'm not bumping my ISO up above 800 just because of the grain. Yeah. But with the five D Mark three and and four and stuff, it's like, well, you can jack that thing up and still, but I was still scared to, but when you go do Astro, like if you're shooting on a pretty fast lens, like say 2.8, um, you still need to go to like 3,200. And I was always really scared to do that, but that's how you, you know, get the Milky Way to really pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now I would say like my favorite lens to use for Milky Way, like I bought the 24 1.4 for my Sony and it's just like incredible. Is that a prime lens? Yeah. Okay. So the prime lenses are a lot faster. So like when I had uh, my Canon, I think I had uh, even shooting like, well, if you shoot it and focal length plays a part too, like, do you know what lens compression is? So if you shoot I probably it, couldn't explain it the way you explained yeah. it, but yes, I understand lens compression. So if you shoot at 14 millimeters, you know, you're wide, so the Milky Way is going to be a lot smaller. Right. And then if you start, you know, increasing your focal length, like 35 was probably like one of my favorites um, because it's just the Milky Way is more prominent in the shot. But 24, it's still pretty prominent, and that's the, the main lens that I shoot with. Now I do Milky Way is the, the, the 24 millimeter. And then after, you know, starting to, to master that stuff, I'm like, okay, well, what's the next step? Like I started seeing these like very detailed photos of the Milky Way and, and they use what's called a star tracker. So you have to, it goes on your tripod and then your camera mounts to that. And what it does is it barely moves, but it's moving with the stars. So you can do like a two minute exposure. So that's how you get to eliminate the, the blur that you get from the movement of the earth with the yeah. stars. Okay. But okay. you always have to do a, a composite image because if it's moving, you know, of course the foreground is going to be a little blurry. Sure. So you have to like composite a, um, if you pull up the last photo that I upload on my Instagram, it's actually a composite with the, uh, with the star tracker. So much more goes dude, into this I'm than I thought. I'm telling you, man, I'm just like, dude, I don't get it, man. I don't understand how you can. Like, it's like a, it's truly a science. It's like a painting or it's like, yeah. Whoa, so this, that's insane. This dude. is actually a really cool spot in Arizona. It took like two hours off road to get there. Um, driving through like dirt and sand on these like small trails and it's called white pocket. White um, pocket. So the the foreground picture, I was actually flying my drone, and I think I just had it positioned off to the right. Um, as you can tell, it's brighter on the right side. But um, and so I that's just, you're using the drone to light up the foreground yeah. just enough so that it exposes for the picture. Yeah. Okay. And then, but if you fly a drone or if you have it in the sky, you know it's gonna kind of kill the Milky Way behind it. So I had to composite. So this the Milky Way is actually from like a different location. Um, I think it's like ten or fifteen photos stacked together. And that's how you kind of get the the details in that core of, of the Milky Way. Wow. But but the with the star tracker, you have to align it with Polaris, which is the North Star. You know, it never moves in the sky, so it's always in the same spot. So you align it with that, and then once you turn it on, it, it just rotates very slowly. And what that allows you to do is you can run like like I, for the Milky Way here, I was probably running like ISO two hundred, so there's very little grain, and you can do like you know one point four or six or one point eight. And then you can run, you know, like a, a two minute exposure, a minute and a half. So you're going to get a lot less grain and you're going to, and with if it's moving with it, like the star trackers are really used for like, you can, you can get a really good one and do like deep space photography, like have a 200 millimeter lens or a 400 millimeter lens and do like take pictures of nebulas and just different <laughs> Mars. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Mars. But, um, that's what the star trackers are made for. And, uh, the first one I had was 
you know, it comes with like a counterweight and it's very heavy. Like I actually hiked up to Angel's Landing with two cameras, two tripods, <laughs> and the star and the star tracker in my backpack. And Backwards I didn't, I didn't, in the dark. I didn't this even is use hardcore. It. Yeah, man. I didn't even use it. So, um, man, uh, that was the second time I went there at night. So I've done it three times, but um, the second time I went up there at night was a lot colder. And we actually took a tent up there and we had three people in a two-person tent and it didn't work out. We got like maybe an hour or two of sleep. But, but it's fending off the scorpions, so I guess you weren't too yes, worried about that. Yes, the scorpions could not get in. So Okay. But, yeah, so um, I don't know what the next step to get better astrophotos is, but, you know, I'm, I'm all for finding out what it is. But Star Tracker, I'm still trying to, you know, I know how to get out there, get set up, take the photos, but now it's just like the editing process because, like, you have to use, you can use Photoshop to align the the photos, but there's also different apps like the, you know, like Starry Landscape Stacker or Starry night stacker or something like that that you can use that does it but i don't always get the best results for it so i don't really know how to use those gotta find a, a youtube tutorial or something oh hmm. dude this is way over my head man i <laughs> thought you were just like expert just i don't know yeah it's definitely fun though man there's nothing more peaceful than just being out in the middle of nowhere yeah it seems know? like the whole camping aspect you know like yeah. being out there like i remember coming back from zion we stopped where was that that we stopped uh um, holbrook arizona and so I had this idea in my head. I was like, man, I just want to go out in the desert where it's like we're so far out there, you could shoot a gun in any direction and not hit anything. Yeah. And so we got off the beaten path, and Zach found a place on this app that he had. And we drove way off the beaten path into the middle of the desert. It's just flat desert. And uh, camped out there, I think, one of the last nights before we drove back to Alabama. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was just such a cool experience, you know, just seeing the landscape and being out there. And it's so eerily quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I walked across, the, I was just walking around looking at stuff, and I walked upon this big, giant jackrabbit. I'd never seen a jackrabbit. <laughs> They're pretty big. Dude, yeah. they are humongous, it's man. It's kind of scary. And so I tried to snap some photos, and I ran back. I was like, I just saw the biggest rabbit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but it was so cool. And uh, yeah, talking about Oregon, you know, we had a lot of fun going out to Oregon and, yeah. and camping out there. And Yeah, I was following y'all's photos and stuff it seemed like a lot of fun well i am not a trooper like you i did not carry <laughs> any of my gear i just had my iphone yeah and probably, did y'all backpack the whole time or did y'all like we backpacked the whole time yeah that's cool we did uh awesome but we talked about it a little bit a couple episodes back but uh it was about a 44 mile loop that we did awesome um, how many days we did it in four days okay. and three nights and it was a it was a test man we thought we were prepared but it was it was hard um well, as long as you learn something new, man, that's that's the main thing. Like, anytime I plan a trip or go on a trip, it's like I want to take something back home like that I didn't know before. Whether, oh, yeah. Whether it be about photography, camping, just traveling, or just, you know, yourself. You always want to, you know, learn something new. Yeah. Well, we learned a lot. I learned how <laughs> out of shape I am and yeah. how I need to prepare better for the yeah. next trip. So, but we had a lot of fun, man. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, Backpacking is definitely, you know, that's something that, you know, I've never really, like I did it for my first time going to the Narrows and that's like where we had to carry your, you gotta hike everything in I your guess. tent. You know, if you want to cook, you got to have like your little cook stove and food oh, yeah. and all kinds yeah. of stuff. And I was like, and I remember getting done and like, just like we went to eat afterwards, like a restaurant and I couldn't like lift my arms. Up <laughs> yeah. My shoulders were so sore, but it goes away pretty quick. And anytime you stop to rest and you take your backpack off, you're like, I mean, what the heck am I thinking? When I mean, you start putting that thing back on and you're like, this is like 40 pounds. Like, what am I, what am I thinking? But it's it's fun. I enjoy yeah. it. So going back to your van that you showed us earlier, are you thinking about going like living in it and going full time? Yeah. Like, so this summer I wanted to actually move out. Um, and Utah's like been one of my favorite states ever since just going out there. So I wanted to 
you know, and like I said, Zion's like my favorite place in the world, definitely my favorite national park. Um, I wanted to, you know, live kind of close to it. And there's this company that I found, you know, I probably wouldn't make, but like $10 an hour, but I wouldn't really care. It's, it's depend, you know, as long as I'm happy and I'm where I want to be. Um, so I wanted to move out there and that would be my start just to, you know, they have free housing at that place that I wanted to, to work at. And what does this company do exactly? They're, uh, it's, it's called under canvas. It's just, you know, camping or glamping, you know, they have mm-hmm. like these can nice canvas tents, you know, furniture in them. Um, so I wanted to move out there and just kind of start there. And so you'd be the guy setting up these tents or, or, well, they stay there. So, I mean, I don't really know what I would do. I could either like be cleaning them out when somebody stays there or there's, there's people that like work with them that, you know, kind of like tell the guests like about areas around there, like where you can okay. go, like, act like a tour guy. Yeah. There's like, there's like 15 different jobs you could do. Sure. You know, they have like camp people that attend to the camps. Like you make sure like each campsite has like uh, wood or, you know, enough of this or that. So, I mean, there's, there's different jobs. You Sounds can do. like my type of camping right there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Justin, uh, I believe we need some more water, please. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. But you know, I wanted to work there. Um, and then, you know, my off days would just be spent like in the park, you know, um, I think it's about 20 minutes from Zion. So it'll wow. look perfect. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. Dude, so I wanted cool to start off with that, but then yeah, one day, you know, just, you know, going from place to place, just, you know, pick, you know, where do I want to go today? You know, I'm in my van. I can, you know, go wherever. So that's the dream one day to, you know, somehow find that, that trip. That would be rad, man. Yeah. I so do, do have a bunch of, uh, like, you know, through Publix, you know, we have stock and stuff like that. So I could, if I wanted to, you know, sell the, sell my stock or, you know, do something like that. And okay. I would have could a bit of, bit of money to, to travel with being there for so long. Dude, that'd be rad. Yeah. Um, now you said you've gone to a lot of the national parks, um, how many have you gone to? Or, um, he said like 20. Yeah, it's like 20. I was about to say, is it too or, many to name? Like, yeah. I can name on a one finger how many yeah. national parks. Do you have one of the stamp books or no, the national park books? The passport things. Yeah. No, I have, um, I just usually get like patches or pins. Like, I have a, a whole shoot, yeah, stickers. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking, I have like a ton of stickers. I'm like, should I put them on my van or should I wait until I actually go there in my van? To put the stick, gotta on. earn it, man. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, that's right. what I'm thinking too. Like I like doing stuff the the right way. So I was like, I'll just wait. Like I went to Shenandoah. That was the only national park I've been to so far. So I definitely put a Shenandoah sticker on there. Um, but uh, now we ran into you randomly at a bar. We were at uh, I think we had gone to see a show over yeah. at Saturn, and this was it was maybe two years ago. The Colts. who was that? The Colts, yes, yeah, or yeah. Colts. It's just Colts. Oh, okay, but we. <laughs> We were sitting here and we were like, man, Colts is playing. I really like that band. Um, and so we went up there and we ran into you. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of catching up and you show me some footage. I don't know if we can talk about this. But anyways, you show me some footage of like some, some drone stuff that you'd shot. But apparently it is like super illegal yeah. to fly drones in like national parks. Yeah, and, stuff. and I, I mean, I knew it was. And I, I've taken some photos, but like I, go on, like I just... Now on, I'm like, I, I respect, you know, the national parks too much to do that now. Like there's still some people that'll do it, but... And I, I, must, I have friends that'll be like, you know, fly their drone there. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to really say nothing. And, but it's, it's, it's super illegal. It's like, yeah. you know, I didn't really know it was at first, but, you know, uh, I found out the hard way. You know, I always saw the signs, but I didn't know, like, how strict Are they, they were. really strict about it? Oh, yeah. Like, like I was flying the drone, and, uh, like, I was riding in the car, and the drone was above us, just following the car. Okay. And we passed a ranger, and the guy Ooh. that was driving was like, we just passed a ranger. I'm like, oh, okay. Is he turning around? He's like, yeah, he's turning around. I was like, no, he's not. 
and he, he's turning around. He's he's, he's following us. So like, you thought was, they were just messing with you? Yeah, I'm, and and I was you know still flying it. So I just flew it off to the side. I mean, this is in Canyonlands National Park. So, um, and as I'm looking down with the camera, like I'm just, you know, trying to find like a good spot to land. And I just found this like big rock. I don't know how flat it is. It looks flat from where I'm flying from. And I just like landed it, took the remote off my phone, threw it in the back, and we're just sitting there. <laughs> and this, he pulls us over. So he pulls, he flips on the light. Yeah. And over and everything. Just okay. like a traffic stop. So he pulls us over, and I'm like, man, do I go all in and be like, you know, you know, I don't have a drone, or am I like, yes, sir, it was mine. Just gonna feel him out. Yeah. So he comes up and he's like, hey, how are y'all? And we're like, good. And he's like, you know, I pulled you over because you know there was a uh, a drone, you know, above your vehicle, and you know those are illegal in national parks. And I was like, I just, I was like, I wish I had a drone. <laughs> At that moment, you were just like, all right, I'm going full denial. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I wish I had a drone. I'm like, shit, all in, man. I can't. Oh, <laughs> no going back. There's no going back. <laughs> no, no going back from that. And he's like, okay, well, you know, it's illegal to fly them in national parks. And it looked like you were looking down at like a controller or something. And I was like, I was looking through my, um, my, you know, map. Spot. My, my I was looking to... through this, you know, or no, I was, I was looking at my phone trying to find the visitor center. You know, we don't have a map. And Canyon, if anybody's been to Canyonlands that's watching this, Canyonlands is literally one road that goes through it with like two that branch off. It's not, <laughs> you do not, not a place easy you way to map. get lost. You don't yeah. need a map. Um, oh, we really need God. a map. We're from Alabama. Let's yeah. just plead that. So, um, and Dang, man, he, I wish he, I had one of them drone things. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> was all in from the get go. And then oh, I was man. just like, all right. So he ends up. You know, uh, like you know, y'all have a good day or whatever. Does he believe you, or is he like giving I, you he's the probably, side eye? He's like... probably definitely skeptical. You know, um, my friend was like, "I thought you pulled us over for speed, and we're going like thirty miles an hour, which you know, in like, the middle of nowhere." Yeah. yeah. Like, so, um, and I was thinking, I was like, "Okay, we got to go all out with this drone retrieval." So we actually go to the visitor center and get a map, just in case we get pulled back over. And he's like, "Where's your map at?" You know. So then we go back. And I'm like, "Okay, we're not gonna park." and let me walk to get it, or you're going to drop me off, and I'm going to go find it, and you're going to pick me up. Because I don't want him parked. If he sees us parked back where we were, yeah. he's going to be like, why are y'all here? Yeah. You know, why are you pulled over right here? So You're thinking through it. Yeah. yeah, and then I had on, like, I didn't have a hat on, and I had, like, my glasses on and, like, a, ja a blue jacket. So I changed to, like, a flannel. I took my hat off or put one on, whatever I didn't have before. Took my glasses off. I'm like, I had my camera with my telephoto on in case I got, like, what are you doing walking out in the middle of the desert? Like, oh, I saw, you know, something I was trying to. You You're know. on this, like, covert yeah, mission, dude, man. I was, I was, I was so scared. He's all in. Was, He's all in. He said it earlier. I was so scared. And then, so I go out there and, um, you know, I, there's a, like, if you open up the DJI app, you can see, like, where your drone is compared to you. So I was just trying to follow it because it was so still, it's still on it was still turned on because this isn't very long after okay you know, if your drone's just sitting there the battery's gonna last a lot longer than flying sure so i ended up finding it and it was you know you can fold it up so it's pretty small so i folded it up under your shirt <laughs> yeah i don't remember what i did but i'd like you know kind of like started walking back towards the road and i see my friend pull up so i jump in and i don't know i just had this vision like they're gonna be at the gate like searching people's cars <laughs> and stuff right. but we got out of there i'm like man i'm never never doing that again it was it was pretty intense. Well, you had the footage on your phone. You showed it to me, and it looked like like something out of a movie. It was like the coolest thing. So yeah, the footage was, was worth it. Oh yeah, I'm, but I never put it in a video because I can't tell you the last time I made an actual video other than like my van tutorials and stuff. But 
uh it's cool to watch go back and watch it's cool man yeah you're showing me that and i was like god you haven't posted this online you're like no man (laughs) i'm I'm scared to hear you know like find me dude's gonna find me but didn't you you were in a national park or close to one on your bike Um, oh yeah didn't you have trouble with a ranger i got kicked out of uh didn't get kicked out of i got um scolded at lake tahoe because i had an electric bike is that a national park or is that just no? It's no, that's just a lake. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. And um, uh, a guy like pulled me over and was like, "Hey, uh, does that bike have a motor in it?" And I was like, "No, it's got like pedals and stuff." And I was pedaling with it; it's assisted pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "You can't have that on the bike path." He's like, "You got to drive that in the road." And I'm like, "But it's like a it's I can pedal it." He's like, "He's like, but it's got a motor in it." I'm like, "But it's like assisted," you know, trying to play it off. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like no, "I'm you, doing 40 miles an hour now." You got to ride it in the road. <laughs> And so, seriously, not even like two weeks later, they released a thing saying that like e-bikes were now welcome on like bike oh, paths and stuff. It's but, because of you, man. Yeah, that guy I was went, mad. I was that like, guy went back. He felt bad. He's like, "All right, we got to change this law. This sucks." But yeah, nothing this serious is. Was that a ranger, like a park ranger, or just yeah, a, yeah, a it was, yeah? Ranger. It might be like a national, you know, recreational area. I know it's not a park. Okay, but there's a lot of like like Little River Canyon's a national recreational site like you can't fly a drone there oh okay or you're not supposed to i've done it before but i didn't know how strict they were there but and there's a like national landmark so there's over there's like a lot of location but a national park you know there's only like you know that makes 60 sense, or something yeah well yeah i think when we went to zion like you i remembered that story that you told and i was like well i'm not gonna risk even take it i don't even think we took it like i just left it home yeah. No, we did take it because we used it in Arizona. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So we, we did the same thing where uh, Alex and Katie were in the van in front of me or, or behind yeah, we me. Yeah, we posted that on We were on public land, I, though. It was I public do remember land. seeing okay. that. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was pretty cool. And so, yeah, he got drone footage of us like driving through just like open desert. Yeah. It was really cool. We never did anything with that footage. I posted it on Instagram. That's about it. Oh. But yeah, I never – I didn't have enough footage from the rest of the trip to make any like video or do anything, but – yeah, I do remember we, posting that. It was really fun. Yeah, we actually, like in Iceland, I mean, they, they'll have like around certain locations it says no drones, but out there, like it's just, like I said, it's just so wild, open and free. Like there's, you might not see somebody for like a couple hours if you're out in the middle of nowhere. And you just stumble upon like wild horses just yeah. hanging out. What about like, geysers? Well, those stuff? are actually in the fence, but they look oh, wild. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it looked wild. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, you can get to certain locations, I'm sure, and there's wild horses up there, but those were definitely, you know, like. I we, thought, we, man, you just we, pulled off the side of the road. I'm like, dude, he's in a fairy tale. This land what? is just so free. Because <laughs> the, there's a rainbow in the, the background. Objective was like, you know, snow-capped mountains in the background and horses in the front. So yeah. we're just driving along these mountains and we see this farm. We're like, maybe they have horses, and they did. So we just, you know, pulled over there and and stopped. Oh, that's cool, man. Wow. I wish you many more adventures in the future. Yeah. For sure. And Ebenezer, 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 Ebenezer. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong. Ebenezer. Yeah. I guess that's and how you say Ebenezer. I don't know. It's from the Bible because well, I'm an old church fan. Well, Ebenezer, and then you, I, I've heard Nebuchadnezzar. So that's like mm. maybe I'm confusing yeah. the two or something. But yeah. Uh, Van looks rad, man. And yeah, yeah thank you. I, I, I still got right. a few things left to do. I need to, like, I want to get a roof rack built and uh, figure out a curtain situation. There's just little things inside that I got to finish. Like, I need a specific cut of a you know little piece of wood to go cover this gap or you know the gap up here or something like that but it's uh, you're a perfectionist finished. man no, it'll like, never, never be done finished. yeah like i thought i was pretty much done with it um and then i went on a trip i'm like okay this doesn't work out here but you know i heard of this dude like that went on a trip and he uh 
he was like, you know, he got back and he's like, I'm completely redoing it, <laughs> just because he said like nothing will work out. Well, that's a, that's pretty picturesque. This photo from the van. That's in Alabama, yeah. right there. That's in Talladega National Forest. Well, that's so pretty that. cool. So what is, what is this Instagram page here? It's this is just for my like I was posting progress photos at first, and then just you know once I took it on trip, I just started posting you know photos of that trip. This is just uh, adventures of Eben. Eben, I did have it. Oh, okay. So I Ebenezer. see where it's a it had the church thing yeah. written on the side. <laughs> yeah. Where did you find this van? So it was on Craigslist. Um, there was a lady selling it. How every great story starts. Yeah. <laughs> Craigslist. It was on Craigslist. Very cheap. You know, it's a '91 model, and when I bought it, it had like six under sixty four thousand. So it was like sixty three and some change, and uh, pretty reliable. Yeah. Vehicle, I guess. Yeah, I had to get some transmission work done, but when I went when I took it to the transmission shop, the guy was like, "Yeah, these late '80, early '90 model Ford vehicles. Like you can find like a, you know, a, a Ford." Uh, you know, focus or something like, I don't even know if they made them then or whatever, but, um, he's like, you can find one of these the same year. And he's like, the, the rubber and the transmissions are just rubber in the motor in general is like, it's all crappy rubber. So like when I was driving it, the, the rubber expanded in the transmission and it started leaking out fluid. Like when I got home, thankfully, cause like what was happening was the throttle was stuck. So I would have on the brake and it would still be trying to go. Mm. And then when I let off, it would, it would barely go and like take off. You can't, <laughs> I can't say that's pretty bad. <laughs> you can't really take off in that thing, but it would definitely start going. Um, and then when I got home, like I, you know, had the brake on and I, next thing I know, it just starts smoking, you know? So I pull it up. Just all the yeah oil cooking. Yeah. So, but the guy, at the transmission shop said, he's like, well, the rubber probably, you know, cooled off and, and, you know, formed it back to how it needs Resealed to be. It. So he's like, you should be able to drive to my shop, which it was just in, you know, from like, almost pleasant grab to Huey town. So it wasn't very far. And, uh, he got it fixed up for me. He actually fixed some other things in there. He said, you know, where that rubber was. So it's just good to have that in the back of my mind. You know, if I'm traveling across country, I'm like, okay, well the transmission should be good. You know, he checked it out. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, I found this lady on Craigslist. I, you know, went and checked it out and I was like, I definitely want it. Um, she said some guy like the day before looked at it, but he was going to use it to tow something. And I think the tow capacity wasn't as high as he needed it. So he passed on it. Um, How long have you had the van now? Um, in November will be three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. So just working on it here and there, you know, like the past year hasn't been, I haven't really gotten out there and done much to it. But at first when there was a lot to do, I was just like every day out there, like, you know, every, every off day between work, just out there, you know, six or seven hours working on it, doing what I could. Well, it looks awesome, man. I it appreciate looks, it. It looks really cool. So I'm, I'm ready to, to put it to good use. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next Get out step. there and explore. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming to hang out. Um, yeah, no. We never know how to end these episodes. We were joking about that earlier. So <laughs> we'll just kind of end it unless there's anything else you want to add. I was going to say uh, for our audio listeners, do you want to shout out any of your social medias? Yeah. Uh, just, check out all these awesome pictures. We've been uh, about. My Instagram is just, you know, this is Justin Self. And then my van page is, you know, Adventures of Eben, E-B-E-N. Okay. okay. I was I was saying Adventures of Ben the whole time. Yeah, it looks like ben. that's what it says. So it's all, you know, like. I was like, his van's name is Ben. And Zach was like, no, it's. it's yeah, uh, that's just like a Ebenezer. short. Ebenezer. Yeah, like yeah. just a, a shorter version. Because, like, you know, when people are trying to search something or you're trying to tell somebody what it is, right. like, the title is like, you know, you want to keep it short and sweet. That is, that is true. <laughs> Um, but we'll have links to all your stuff in the okay, description cool, yeah. if you're on Spotify or Apple. Uh, all those links are in the description. Cool. And dude, I'm going to get on board on one of your trips because this looks awesome. Yeah, man. So. Like, I remember years ago, like, I don't know where we were eating somewhere, and I think you rode back to Pleasant Grove with me. 
And like the whole time we're just talking about like yeah, it, it seems like, like every time I get together with yeah, you, I'm like, dude, all, it's just nonstop, man. Yeah. So we definitely need to, you know, not not wait so long next time and, and do something in between. Yeah.